that i want to be rich but how will you become rich you don't even work hard for study i invest smart how many times you have some investment conversations at home and find yourself in the dilemma where to invest where the investment of future lies you might be familiar with the bitcoin and ethereum but do you know that these names can be used as a mode of exchange in everyday life the tempting idea of becoming rich overnight might have crossed your mind often and the cryptocurrency gives you the freedom to benefit from it this digital currency is a virtual model of exchange that doesn't face the same problems as physical cash so let's understand all the basics of cryptocurrency how it works and how it can benefit you and also the other conventional methods you can use to invest let's dive in hey everyone i am priya sachdeva and you are listening to trending diary the podcast your journey to connect with ideas through the experiences and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now after listening too much hype of cryptocurrency and understanding that lots of people do not understand it even lots of my friends have complained me about that this is something they listen so often but they don't know even how bitcoin works This led me to the conversation with Mr. Rohas Nagpal, an author of the Future Money Playbook. He has designed the Rohas Cryptocurrency Valuator and maintains the Crypto Index, an unweighted market capitalization index based on 10 cryptocurrencies. The man developed an interest in virtual currencies in 2011 while investigating a case of organized criminals using Bitcoin. Suspicious, huh? Since 2015, he has been working extensively in the blockchain distributed ledger technology domain. In this episode, we are going to discover everything necessary that you need to know about crypto, from its history to the rise of bitcoins, from the benefits involved for you to the opportunities and risks, and also understand the perspective of Mr. Rohas that how crypto will evolve in future and what are the other aspects of investment that we as Zen Zeros and millennials use. Tune in. So now let's say you're getting married. So now when you get married, people take the photograph. Now suppose only one person takes the photograph on one camera. So chances are that that information can be deleted, lost, hacked. But now imagine all the guests there. They take your photograph and then they all put it on their social media. So now suddenly you have that same piece of information in thirty different places. now doesn't it become more secure it is very difficult for someone to go to all those 30 social media accounts and delete the information that's what a blockchain is like you can create hundreds of nodes and the same data or the same information is spread across all those nodes this makes it very difficult for a hacker to come and remove and change all that information because that hacker will have to go and hack into hundreds of computers so fundamentally in a very simple language that's what a blockchain does and now on top of this blockchain when we run a currency kind of a system actually they are assets it is not right to say use the word currency here because people then get the wrong idea any kind of an asset can be created on this blockchain it could be shares of a company it could be rupees dollars this kind of a currency it could be loyalty points of a company also anything like this when it is run on top of a blockchain we call it a crypto Mm-hmm. I hope that was simple enough to understand. Simple enough. Till then, 
I had been trying to. So when and why crypto has invented? Because we know whatever the new innovations came, we need to have a strong reason, the problem. So why it has invented and when it is invented? So the main reason for it is to decentralize the world's money systems or the world's financial system. So today when we look at the world, finance is very centralized. So it is revolving around the governments, the reserve bank or the central bank of a country, the different banks, stock exchanges, everything revolves around them. You need their permission to take part in this system. Now some people thought that why is it like this? It is my money. Why can't I decide what to do with it? Why do I need to go to a bank? So suppose somebody wants to send money from one country to the other, why it has to go through a series of banks, why I have to pay so much commission, it takes so much time, can it be done instantly? Can it be done with very, very low fee? That was the logical thinking behind it. So when this Bitcoin was invented, the white paper that was created by the inventor, it spoke about the world's first peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. So a way in which directly two people can send and receive money without involving a bank or any kind of centralized agency. That was the logic behind it. What do you mean uh, by the term when you say decentralized? Can you elaborate it more? Sure. So something is centralized when you need permission to do something from a particular organization. So today, if you want to, let's say, even use UPI, you have to first have a bank account. For that, you have to go to a bank. So we say that the UPI system is centralized around the banks. You cannot do it without them. That's centralized. Now, mm -hmm. if you and I can directly share information, we call it decentralized. So for sending Bitcoin to someone, I don't need permission of anybody else. Do you get it? So we say it is decentralized, where you do not have to take permissions of some organizations. Directly people can deal with each other. That's what we mean by that term. And what's the true identity of Satoshi Nakamoto? We have just heard this term whenever we, you know, search about the cryptocurrency or Bitcoin and anything, and it's like become a mystery. So, well, actually, nobody knows. It, we don't even know if it is a one person, group of persons, man, woman, nobody has any idea. It, I think personally, it may be a group of people who came mm -hmm. out with this idea because I don't think this entire movement started with one person. I think it was a group of people who came out with the idea, built the software around it. So maybe they just use that as a synonym. I mean, as a, a pseudonym for themselves. They want to just... No, nobody knows. Just secret. Yeah. So, like, how does cryptocurrency work? Like, what's the whole system behind it? Sure. So let's take the example of Bitcoin, since that's the world's first and the most popular. So first mm -hmm. of all, there is this set of computers all over. That is what we call as the blockchain. Now, let's say different people like you and me are connected to that system and we are spending some money. So I will give you a real life example. So many years ago, there was this coffee shop in Bangalore. When you entered, he would ask you, are you going to pay by Bitcoin or Paytm? Now, if you say Paytm, he will say, okay, sit down. He will first give you the coffee and you will pay on the way out. But if you said Bitcoin, he will say pay now, then go and sit inside, then I will give you coffee. The reason is a Bitcoin transaction can take up to 40 minutes to go through. Whereas something like a Paytm transaction happens in seconds. Yeah. Now the question is, why does it take so much time? So what happens is every 10 minutes, all the different transactions that are happening in the world on Bitcoin, consider that they are taken as a pool and kept somewhere. And a bunch of people who are called as the miners, M-I-N-E-R-S, they are the ones who are mining Bitcoin. They will pick up that entire block of transactions and try to solve a mathematical puzzle. 
Now, I'm not going too much into the depth of that mathematical puzzle. It will get too complex. But I've got separate videos on that if anyone wants to see. Now, many different people will try to solve that mathematical problem at the same time. The first person to solve it will immediately broadcast this information that I have got the solution and it is this number. He will broadcast it to the network. Everybody else who are the miners, they will see it. And if they feel that, yes, it is matching, it is the correct answer, they will accept it. And that block is mined, which means all the transactions inside that are now part of the blockchain and they have sort of gone through. So far, are you with me? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, I told you this happens every 10 minutes. So the system tries to maintain average speed of 10 minutes per block of transaction. But nobody in the world can predict how much time it will actually take because every block has its own mathematical puzzle you are solving. Sometimes it can take less time, sometimes more time. So after every two weeks, approximately, the system checks that in the past, how much time was it taking for a block? Suppose the answer is 12 minutes, then the system realizes that it is happening too slowly. That means the mathematical problem is more difficult than it should be. The system then reduces the difficulty level. Again, transactions start to happen. Again, two weeks pass. Again, the system checks. For the last two weeks, how much time it took? Now the answer is eight minutes. Then the system realizes, no, it is taking too less time. That means the problem should be made more difficult. So like this, the system automatically adjusts the difficulty level so as to maintain an average of 10 minutes. Is that clear so far? Now we come to the question, why a Bitcoin transaction takes 40 minutes when I'm saying 10 minutes every time, why I'm saying 40? Now it is possible that at any given block, multiple people get the correct answer at the same time. Now suppose four people got the correct answer. All four of them have broadcast that and different miners will start following different people. So suddenly you will have four blockchains running. It happens in reality. So instead of one blockchain, suddenly there are four running. Again, 10 minutes pass. Again, new chains are forming. After some time, the system again checks. How many blockchains are running? If it is more than one, then it will take the longest and keep it and delete all the others. So sometimes it can happen. Your transaction will go through. It is showing it is gone through. 30 minutes later, it will say it is not gone. That is why we wait for four blocks. So 40 minutes. So and that is one of the biggest problems in Bitcoin. It takes a very long time. Yeah. But many so people don't realize it. idea you are giving the 40 minutes, is it like a specific incident had happened or it's it's a journal idea that uh, any Bitcoin exchange takes 40, 50 minutes? What's that? Yeah. So we wait for four confirmations. So what we say is every time a block is made, we call it a confirmation. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it happens approximately every 10 minutes. So we usually say wait for four confirmations. That is why 40 minutes. Okay. So majorly what happened, blockchain is divided into three parts, but I have came to know it's public, private and hybrid. So how will you differentiate between all this? Sure. So first and most popular is the public blockchain. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, these are all examples of public blockchain. Now, what does it mean? It means that anybody in the world can see all the transactions that are happening. So mm -hmm. every blockchain has something called a blockchain explorer, which is like a website and anybody can go and see that website. When you go to a blockchain explorer, you will be able to see all the transactions. If you enter someone's address, you will be able to see all the transactions they have done. What is the balance they are having? That is why we call it a public blockchain. And anybody in the world can go and start running a node. Like after this interview, if you want, you can become a Bitcoin miner. 
you can actually go download the software put it on the server and start running bitcoin node on your on yourself that is why we call it public then there is the private or the federated so you would usually have like a few banks who will get together and start their own or you will have few companies who will come together and start a blockchain that only they can see no random person can then there is the third type which is the hybrid i work in that field more so what for example we are creating something called the hi-fi blockchain the hybrid finance blockchain so it is having mixture of both so while on the one hand anybody in the world can come and see the data but to run a node you have to be a verified entity means your kyc will be done so that is why we call those as a hybrid so they are having a mixture of both public and private it's like for for listeners for all the type of investors you know who want to just start with the bitcoin so what's best for them okay that's a very very difficult question to answer because it depends upon your risk appetite right mm-hmm. so now people depending upon their age depending upon their income depending upon their own mentality and thinking you have to first realize that what kind of an investor are you so some people are what i call as a sattebaaz which are the gamblers okay mm-hmm. they are just ready to gamble all sorts of money now mm-hmm. for that you can always go with these new kind of cryptos that keep coming like a doge coin shibu and those kind of very weird ones but there you know there is a chance you will make 10 times your money and there is a chance you will go totally bankrupt also but if you are a slightly more reserved cautious kind of an investor then it is very important for us to first realize why do you want to put your money into crypto that is the first question that you must answer so in fact i will ask you this question why do you want to invest in crypto maybe as a term of investment like if rather than opting you know more stocks or more anything i just want to diversify my investment so just for the okay. same side maybe like to put your do not put all of your eggs in one basket but just diversify so maybe that might be okay so now my next question to you will be is what is your rate of inflation now you must be knowing the term inflation you keep hearing about it yes. inflation is the rate at which the value of money falls which for example when i was in college many many years ago petrol used to cost 10 rupees a liter so in 100 rupee note i could do entire tank full of my motorbike today petrol is 100 rupees a liter what does it mean that that same 100 rupee note if i had kept it in a drawer 20 years 30 years ago at that time i could buy 10 liters of petrol with it today when i take it out of the drawer i can buy 1 liter so what has happened the value of the money has fallen so i need to ask myself depending upon the things that i spend my money on what is the fall of the value of my money which means what is the inflation for me and inflation is different for everyone so there may be somebody who spends a lot of money on alcohol cigarettes and all the price of that goes up a lot so that person may realize that the value of his money is falling at 30% a year somebody else may never be spending not going outside to eat spending only on few things their value inflation will be lower you have to first calculate your inflation value now if you feel your inflation value is 30% you now have to invest your money in any asset which gives you more than 30% return otherwise your money is actually going down in value so somebody like this who needs to get 30% returns if that person puts the money in an fd the money is actually falling in value that person will now say okay i need a more aggressive strategy and then that person will come for example into the crypto market and look for the more volatile cryptos maybe bitcoin maybe ethereum because the value of that can jump quite a bit but there is also risk it can fall quite a bit so you need to first understand it 
that okay these are the different kinds of cryptos this is what i am going to invest then you learn a little bit about the trading so you know when you look at the screen of any crypto exchange you will see lots of graphs you know we call those candlestick graphs you need to learn how to study those and then you have to start doing your own estimation that based on my study i feel now the rate will go up for by 5% in one hour and you can immediately buy and sell now this is what we call as a day trader somebody who's constantly doing this full time then they have to put their energy on that and then they can get good returns otherwise don't enter the crypto market it is very volatile so option one be ready to spend a lot of time mm -hmm. then it is good for you otherwise then you stick to a very stable strong kind of a crypto read about different cryptos and identify what is the projects that is running on them like after all when you go to the share market how do you decide which share to buy frankly if you ask me i don't yeah i don't know you know understand much about the share market so not perfect person to answer it but maybe the much i you know hard it's better to study to get education of it i guess so will you put your money in a company which is doing well selling good products yeah right yeah right you will put your yeah so for example let's say you are considering colgate so you will go to the supermarket and see what are the toothpaste being sold and if you realize yes everybody seems to be buying colgate and you think people will always brush their teeth even in lockdown people are going to brush their teeth so you may think oh colgate is a good company so you can buy the shares similarly apply the same thinking to crypto what is this crypto doing what is the project about what is the kind of thing they are doing and if it makes sense to you that yeah this is a good business idea then that crypto will do well crypto is not magic it's just like any other business there has to be a very strong use case that what is that crypto platform doing and if it makes sense to you then you can invest then read up about the team who's running it if they seem to be good people they have done good stuff in the past the project sounds good and then also look at the how much volume of trading is happening also look is it available in the indian exchanges because you may be an indian now if you start dealing only in foreign exchanges you will have to every time convert your money into dollars you're going to lose on that so again that you have to remember as an indian it is better that you deal with an indian exchange so that directly you can transfer rupees from your bank account to the crypto and buy to the exchange and buy your crypto so you will actually end up saving a lot so these are some of the facts that you have to consider of course there are many more things to consider i'm just trying to summarize it got it very much it makes sense but there's another thing that as you mentioned that you have to put you know lots of lots of your energy and you have to try to understand it better so just like we do in the stock trading or something like that so if someone just want to keep it as a part time or just want to you know uh, have it in this surplus time they don't want to spend that much energy so is it possible to just understand it to a level where they just can you know Have it as I said, just to spread their eggs, to diversify. Uh, not I would not recommend. Is it possible? I, I'm not. It's this it's actually it's actually difficult. See, what happens in the stock market is you have mutual funds, correct? So even if you know zero, you can say, okay, I will put my money in a mutual fund. What does a mutual fund do? Takes money from many different people, pools it together, and invests. Mm -hmm. So the mutual fund is hiring the expert, and that expert is taking decisions. and because you have sebi and the government is regulating you can trust the mutual fund to quite a great extent none of this is there in the crypto market so i would strongly advise that if you do not have the knowledge and time don't enter the crypto market because you will end up losing your money so you have to spend time and energy to learn and every day you have to follow what is happening 
so i may be quite you know comfortable with the crypto market but like few days ago i felt the market is going to crash so every one hour so i make it a rule as long as i am awake every 60 minutes i go and look at the different crypto prices so i go to a website called coin market cap and i just skim through the top 100 cryptos of the world and i do this every one hour so it takes me maybe few minutes but every one hour i have to do it because suddenly i may see the prices start to fall and i may immediately exit the market and then i may re enter after few hours or few days if you don't do it like this you could actually end up wiping out all your money so crypto is not like share market because you know share market is not 24 by 7 it is running for only certain number of hours and that too only few days a week but crypto market runs 24 by 7 all the time elon musk could make one tweet in us in the middle of the night and the crypto market would fall here so if you are not keeping a track you could end up losing all your money so you need to be prepared to spend a lot of time on it again it's talking about the rise of the cryptocurrency and bitcoins talking about your journey what raised your interest in that crypto means how did you start sure. this crypto journey bitcoin journey sure so i actually come from the cyber security background and i used to specialize in cyber crime investigation and i used to help the law enforcement agencies of about 18 different countries in investigations so once one case had come where three youngsters they bought some drugs and then after taking the drugs one of them started seeing zombies everywhere you know those scary horror zombie kind of things and he started to bang his head on the wall because he got so scared and then because of that he died so now the police wanted to find out what is this new kind of drug which has come where is it coming from how is it being sold so when we started investigation we realized that there is something called bitcoin that was the first time i heard the word i think it was 2011 or something and we realized that you go to this coffee shop and there is this youngster sitting there you give him cash he is converting that cash into bitcoin we don't know what it was at that time and he will give you a number say 84 now you go home few days later a book will come to your house by courier and you will open that book it could be any normal novel also you will open the book and tear out page 84 then you will cut it into small parts then you will put a part on your tongue and the drug will take effect so this was this kind of synthetic chemical drug which is like transparent it's like a glass of water you dip a brush in it put it on a piece of paper it dries up and you can now sell it to somebody else so that was the first time that i heard about bitcoin that it is being used to sell drugs then there was this huge case of a website called silk road which was selling all kinds of illegal things so that is how i got introduced to crypto at that time bitcoin was only used for crime purposes there was no real good uses of it but i found the technology very interesting so i studied more and then in about 2015 i moved completely in that direction and now i am a blockchain architect for many years so i help organizations especially banks to design blockchains for their own use cases that's how i got into the field is there are chances that it will still lead to lots of criminal things that as have you mentioned definitely there are in fact the business sure, you must have heard about ransomware you know sorry. when somebody lock have you heard of the term ransomware no sorry okay so it comes quite a lot in the media where somebody will lock your computer all your data will be suddenly unusable mm-hmm. and the notice will come on your screen that if you don't pay so much money your data is gone forever and whatever money they are taking they usually take in bitcoin so bitcoin is still used in some criminal uh, purposes but now there are so many cryptos and they are used for a lot of good purposes also
Can you hear me? Uh, yes, yes, I can hear you. Perfect. Uh, so, talking about that as a point of investment, why should one consider it as a point of investment rather than the few which are already present in market, whether it's, you said, mutual funds, stock market, gold, anything. So rather than considering all the traditional conventional, which, which are literally giving out people a return of value, whatever it is, why should crypto should be a new term of investment for people? Sure. So especially because of the lockdowns that are happening all over the world, we expect that a lot of the conventional companies and industries are going to be hit badly. And again, that is where crypto suddenly comes as an area where you have a lot of blockchain projects which are not being, you know, the impact of the lockdown is not negative on them. In fact, they are growing more and more. So you can expect to make a lot more returns there. We see a lot of new business ideas which are being built on the blockchain. So it is creating this new world and it is a very new world. So as of today, you can actually get huge returns. Maybe as it becomes more and more common, the returns will actually come down. But as of today, what attracts people a lot towards it is one is that you can make huge returns if you make the right kind of investments. And the second is this is a global market. So you are not restricted to only your own country. Like if you are in India, you can only access mutual funds of India or share market of India. Buying shares of another country may not be very easy for you. Mm -hmm. But in the crypto market, there is no concept of country. There is no concept of time. Everything is global. Everything is 24-7. So these are some of the reasons people are getting attracted to that market. Mm -hmm. And plus it's a lot cooler yeah. than typical boring investments. Usually younger people think that their parents do all the boring investments. So I have two daughters. They are both teenagers. So mm -hmm. for them, they don't want to do anything which is like old uncle type boring stuff. They want to do new stuff. So that's another reason that a lot of youngsters are getting attracted in that field. Got it. Also the kind of complexity and the adrenaline it, it gives to the youngster. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So in fact, you also, I'm sure as a youngster must be thinking like that. You want to do something cool. That is why crypto sounds better than mutual and that's And that's why I chose to have an episode. I had been mostly doing around stories and something, but suddenly I thought it's something we're going to be very educational, unique, and for people like us, Zen Zedders, to know about it. So I, yeah. So if it's about the transaction of money, as you have mentioned before also that, you know, you yourself has introduced to the term because of this criminal cases, which is amazing for me to know, very surprising. But if we talk about the transaction of it for now, do you think it's safe? Is it safer? A uh, very difficult question to answer, but let me try. Let me give you an example. Do you have an online, you have an app for online banking? Online? App for banking, for money transfer, do you have any app on your phone? You mean to say the kind of cards, debit cards we use? No, app like Access Bank app or ICICI Bank app. People have apps on their phone? Yes, yes. Now, suppose you delete the app. Does your money disappear? Uh, no. no. You can no. always reinstall the app and your money is there. In crypto, it's not like that. So mm -hmm. if you're holding your money in an app and you delete that app, your money is gone forever. You, you talk about a normal banking application. So you could have an app in your phone. If you delete the app, your money doesn't go away anywhere. You can always reinstall the app and the money will show up because there is a centralized agency called a bank who's actually holding your balance. But in crypto, it is not like that. Now, the problem in that is if by mistake you delete that app, your entire crypto can be lost forever. Mm -hmm. Because for moving crypto, you need something called private key. 
that is inside your app and if you have not properly backed it up you can actually even write it on a piece of paper but if you have not done that you may end up losing all your crypto so you have to be extra careful when you are dealing in crypto so it's a little more uh, takes a little more uh, expertise than normally using a upi for example and even as we have mentioned that one have to you know put lots of lots of energy in studying about it then completely jumping so also- so you can always start with my playbook it's a simple book you can download it online for free and then read it spend a few hours once you understood it you will be able to pick it up quite definitely i'll just provide this link uh, to the listeners in the spotify link so definitely that can be useful and talking about you know bitcoin as you have mentioned just let's talk about bitcoin so lots of people have this misconception that maybe misconception or like they don't differentiate between the crypto and the bitcoin because whenever the cryptocurrency came up we just talk about the bitcoin so can you differentiate between all the bit, uh, cryptocurrencies that we are available with and what bitcoin is such a big hype rather than the other well bitcoin was the first so naturally because it is the first it has to get the most attention it is like you can say it is the dadaji of the crypto industry mm-hmm. and then of course we are having the papa of the dadaji which we can say for ethereum and then we are having all the other baby cryptos which are roaming around and today there are about 16000 of them there are 16000 plus ones obviously everybody will talk most about dadaji first and that's mm-hmm. why bitcoin is so spoken about plus you have a lot of people like elon musk who are regularly tweeting about it so that is what creates a lot of hype and then so many times people ask who is satoshi again that is also a very nice marketing hype for the bitcoin community that there are lots of reasons why people talk about bitcoin but yes we must understand at one time there was only bitcoin now there are so many other options available so they will also become more and more important as time goes so uh, is it so that it also make bitcoin a better investment rather than other cryptocurrencies or what no i wouldn't say that that is not the correct logic so there are many other cryptos today which i think are much better because they are solving a lot of better use cases so no i don't think it's fair to say that bitcoin is the only good investment mm-hmm. also if talks about the investment so what do you think a 17 year old kid or a college going student who just you know have a spare amount of money and he just want to think of investment okay let's let's start investment in early age that all the financial gurus you know speak of so is it good to put their first pair money in that uh, crypto or what is the particular like, small amount you think an individual need, need to you know start investing with cryptocurrency is it starts with the particular lakhs of amount or just the spare of amount anyone can put into the cryptocurrency so one advantage of crypto is you can buy even 0.00001 coin so mm-hmm. you can start with even 100 rupees that is an advantage in crypto that no you don't have to start with a big fund amount you can start with very small yes i would definitely say that it is good for youngsters to consider this but after they have understood it so that youngster also needs to realize that okay this is my risk appetite you know everybody is not the same even a 17 year old could be more conservative than a 50 year old mm-hmm. so it is not only about age it is about the risk appetite so only if you are an aggressive investor and you are you know ready to try out new things and you are ready to lose all your money that is something you should always remember in the stock market usually you will not end up with zero i mean you buy a share okay it may fall down to half also but in crypto it is possible it may fall to zero 
chances of that are more in crypto so you have to be prepared to lose all your money only if you have that clear in your head then you should start moving towards it and i would say that first study it there are lots of very good crypto projects including there is an indian project now which is amongst the top 20 in the world of course don't buy it just because it is indian buy it if you see yeah, it makes sense what they are doing good use cases mm-hmm. study it and then buy and don't just go with the hype that because people are saying dogecoin or people are saying shibu coin no mm-hmm. that's not the right approach you should have your own understanding and logic behind it mm-hmm. and also what should be the ratio like let's say if someone wants to put 10000 or 20000 amount in cryptocurrency so is it like one should just go with 10000 in the bitcoin or ethereum or dogecoin or anyone or it should be better to diversify in that particular zone also like keeping a ratio of 3 ratio 1 or anything so what's better actually too much diversification is also not a good idea because all that you're going to end up doing is you are spreading your money in so many different places that some are going up some are going down at the end of the day you are not getting any profits out of it so i don't want to suggest a percentage but again you need to have your objective clear so let's say you have just started your job and your first agenda or the first thing that you want to do is you want to buy a house so now you have to decide okay i am going to buy a house in so many days this will be my emi and then you will based on that decide how to invest your so your objective you have to first think that okay i want to keep aside so much of my money for my parents so much for my house and then what is left you can say okay i can take a risk with it so i i don't want to suggest a percentage because that may give you the wrong idea everybody has to calculate this percentage on their own depending on what they are planning like somebody may be planning to go abroad for future for higher studies now that person has to have a very clear goal that in so many years i have to make so much money only then i can go abroad so mm-hmm. everyone has a different objective somebody may want to buy a car so depending upon your objective you should set these percentages yeah. also if talking about the real time profits uh, with the crop crypto the most important things but the application so it's like the cash in hand thing or it's all virtual uh could you explain that question what do you mean by cash in hand i mean to say as you say can we liquidify this thing or it's always on the virtual will it always remain on the virtual era or it's like we, we know if you are putting in the stock market sometimes it's in bonds or in papers but we can liquidify it so is it possible yeah. crypto or it's only yes. to be virtual in fact here crypto usually is much easier to uh, convert to cash back because it's 24 by 7 the market is running there is never a chutti in that crypto market mm-hmm. but you have to remember one thing depending upon your country all cryptos may not be so easy to sell mm-hmm. so that is why i usually advise you first identify some good exchanges of your own country so say in india so if you feel there are five good exchanges open accounts in all five now each of them they may have something like an insta feature where you can immediately buy and sell so these exchanges have also you know got certain cryptos which they have large quantities any time they can buy and sell so it is better to usually go through that look for those kind of cryptos so that tomorrow when you urgently need money you can instantly sell in my experience most cryptos can be sold very very fast now unless you take a crypto which is like very small and very obscure crypto the major ones you can sell them in seconds much faster than any other stock market or anything and talking about in the big scale whether we talk about in the business rather than an individual perspective so what's the benefit or what's the most important application of you know applying blockchain in an industry whether you say banking in 
small business or anything so in the banking sector there are lots of good ones like one of the most important is the cross border remittance being able mm. to send money from one country to another payments is another one so facebook is now launching its own uh, sort of not not right to say currency but sort of like a crypto of their own which is called yeah. as the diem facebook diem project so i would say this ability to make payments is one of the best use cases so another very good use case is where the stock market and crypto market can be combined so let's say for example you must have heard about tesla it's a mm. famous company now yeah. now suppose you want to buy shares of tesla now as a normal indian you cannot because it is listed on the stock exchange in america not in india but when you go to the crypto market they have actually people there who have large companies are there they have bought the tesla shares and against that they are selling cryptos so when you buy that crypto it is exactly as if you are buying the tesla share so that is another very good use case making it possible for people around the world to buy shares of a company which is listed only in one country so that's another very good use case so like this there are tons and tons of very good use cases depending upon the industry so we have for travel industry jobs recruitment industry for all industries there are hundreds of use cases so one of my favorites is this uh, sports industry mm -hmm. so let's say that you are a very big sports fan and you want to actually vote on what should be the uniform color of your team or whether they should buy a particular football player or not now there is a crypto for that where you can actually buy that and you can trade in the different football teams buy shares of one football team bid on it that is also possible so that is also one of the very nice use case that's going to be good news for all the cricket bidders yes <laughs> so breaking into the uh, two scenarios as we have mentioned also that you again and again said that it's all about the risk appetite of a person so if there are people who you know have the large appetite for the risk or anything and there are some who are very conservative who do not want to you know take big steps they want to take baby steps and just just stroll so then if you see what's the best option for cryptos for them is it for the famous one that they should go or just elaborate everyone like what's the best scenario so if you are very conservative i would say stay away from the crypto market because you will not be able to handle it every day you will see that the prices can jump so much that a conservative person will probably go crazy mm -hmm. so no if you are conservative stay away from the crypto market if you are ready and you are aggressive I still feel Bitcoin is a very good investment. Of course, the prices will keep jumping up and down all the time, but it is fairly—it's a very strong investment. And uh, the benefit of that is the liquidity is very high. So you can usually buy and sell huge amount of Bitcoin in seconds. You don't have to worry about the liquidity and other things. So I would say most people, if they are starting off new for the first time, probably Bitcoin is the best way to start. Mm -hmm. Rather than trying to go into so many, go into the others once you are done research. And also, Bitcoin is a good starting point. As the headline says, that China is planning to launch its own crypto, and also India is, you know, always trying to put allegations or something. But do you think that government is trying to, you know, uh, hand over it or put their nose into it? So what's that? Sure. So China has taken yes quite a negative approach, but then so many other countries have also. Now what China is doing is they are the most advanced when it comes to their CBDC project, which is called Central Bank Digital Currency. Mm -hmm. So I would not call it a crypto. It is actual money of that country, but running on a blockchain technology. Just like in India, you have rupees, correct? 
Now that rupee, if Reserve Bank runs on a blockchain, we would call it a central bank digital currency. But it's not a crypto because it is not private. It is still government run. So China has taken the lead in that, and many other countries are also doing. India is also planning it. At least that's what we hear in the media that Reserve Bank may also come out with its own central bank digital currency, which has its own benefits, no doubt about it. But I keep hearing that crypto may get banned in India. And honestly speaking, I don't think that's a bad idea. because we must remember that in our country we have a lot of people who are not so financially literate see we are not taught financial literacy in school as a subject exactly. so many of us do not understand how to evaluate this so sometimes they just read in the media and they may just end up buying the wrong kind of cryptos and may end up losing lots of money mm-hmm. now sebi reserve bank of india they are always there to protect the common investor but they are not able to protect the investor in the crypto industry so it's not altogether bad so some countries what approach they have taken is to be able to buy crypto you have to be a certain level so you have to have assets of so many crore rupees only then you would be allowed to access that market so only high net worth individuals may be allowed actually that may be a good approach even in india where the government could say that only certain kinds of people should be allowed to invest in crypto and not everyone i am in favor of that thinking but when we talk about the decentralization you know when we say that it's free from any third party thing then then is it fine is it fair or is it legal for government to take over it i didn't say decentralization was a good thing i just said it is decentralization but mm-hmm. i never said decentralization is a good thing because again we have to remember when you look at the kind of scams that keep happening in our country so many times there are these people who are robbing the illiterate people all the time in crypto it just becomes easier for them to do it so yes while it may go against the concept of crypto of decentralization but that way even exchange should not be there logically we should not have a single crypto exchange in the world because that is also centralized you should only have decentralized exchanges or peer to peer marketplaces but that's not the case right people still prefer to go to exchanges that means human beings still like centralization so even though decentralization may sound good on paper i don't think it's a very practical thing at least in india so i am quite in favor of the government coming out with strong rules but instead of an outright ban i think they should restrict it that only if you are an hni you should do it like for example if you want to become a venture capital investor or an angel investor again there are rules a normal person cannot just become an angel investor to invest in an angel fund you have to be for example an hni why can't we apply the same thinking to crypto that's my thinking a lot of people don't like it when i say this but that's what i strongly believe i don't yeah. think crypto is the masses are ready for crypto it will take time because because what happened what i believe if if like we are not going to opt any new technology if we are not trying to prepare ourselves as a you know young generation with the such kind of currencies you know which are just leading the global market so as in we talk in the terms of the globalization as a country won't be like 4 years 10 years lag behind because when we see so, of crypto there lots of maybe i don't know it can be so no, that that's again media hype mm-hmm. so if you look at it very logically that mm-hmm. whether india adopts crypto or not crypto is only even now it's less than 2 trillion dollar market which may sound a lot to you but it is actually very small when you compare it to the stock markets or the real estate and other markets now the question is all cryptos are not going to help the economy or the country i mean tell me be logical what 
benefit is dogecoin going to do to india or shibu coin or any one of these meme coins how is it going to benefit india and how is it going to take india into the future yes there are some good projects which are excellent they are developing new technologies agreed but 90% of them are not like that maybe 10% of the cryptos are actually based on strong projects 90% are not so no i don't agree with that thinking and now if china has banned it do you think china wants to go 10 years behind no mm-hmm. they've realized that no it's not really so necessary you need to control it it needs to be regulated so i don't agree with that view so do you think that within the 10 years of 5 years of the perspective or the vision that the traditional uh, investment things which had been going on whether you talk about the real estate gold or stock market that's still the best option for people to t- take over uh well as of today for a country of of like india i would still say conventional investments are better people should stick to things they understand like real estate gold silver now rbi is also selling you sovereign gold bonds stock market mutual funds there are so many options actually you know what first step most of the people of india need to start using mutual funds surprisingly most indians it's a very small number of indians who actually even invest in mutual funds now they have not even reached that level of financial literacy to understand all these things i think you know the amount we are taught in school of history and geography and maths some of that can come down and we can be taught little more finance in school people should first understand that like i will ask you don't feel bad but if i ask you what is ppf do you know what it is no you may not even know what a ppf no. is but I, I, that is been you know it's been there forever something, yeah yeah this is something even i feel about probably it's something that i lay back in right now i try to you know whether it's through the podcast through the conversation through the now i think that it's important then i try to understand it but if this things you know embed in my mind whether by parents or someone else like okay it's really important to understand this terms rather than just reading any other book it's also part of your life you know correct it's important that if we are understanding it now we will prepare our people or our girls or boys possible then absolutely correct so in fact, you should yeah in fact you should create more episodes on conventional investing first let ordinary youngsters first learn all the normal things let them understand what is the meaning of gold as an investment many people think gold investing means you go and buy jewelry no mm-hmm. that's totally wrong because the making charges are so high that when you go to sell it you will end up losing so they need to actually understand how you can buy gold silver and other things as an investment they need to understand stock market very well so i believe that for anybody who is just starting out with investing especially the youngsters instead of straight away jumping into something like crypto first try to understand the more conventional methods so whether it is ppf or mutual funds shares investing that needs to be clearer i would recommend that you should first open your own dmat account i mean get a bank account dmat account share trading account start getting comfortable with that and especially one very important thing which most people don't learn is taxation see you may make a lot of money but if most of it is going to go away in tax it defeats the purpose of your investing so you mm-hmm. need to understand the tax element also in fact mm-hmm. i strongly believe that some of the subjects that we learn in school they can be reduced and people should be taught about these things no youngster or no school student ever is taught about money mm-hmm. or finance or taxation in school ever but everybody needs to learn because everybody is going to handle money in their life i mean many people you will not benefit by learning so much about history geography maths and social science and science but money everybody should be taught but it is not happening at some point your life like it all vanishes when this point 
time come and you know literally struggling with real life we we think all disappears all the books have disappears right maybe correct so so as you mentioned that it's really important for people to talk about money let's you know uh, take it as a solution rather than just discussing the problem uh, jumping on the solution what's the best way to start now if someone think that okay i want to educate myself with the basic finance basic investment or you know so what's the best way to start it's about again jumping into books it's about uh, getting updated with the news what what's the best way to start with these things sure so first of all there are lots of very good portals online who will teach you the basics of investing they have lots of good information and it's freely available in fact even sebi and rbi they also make booklets and documents on this so first i think you should learn the basics of investing online from any of these sites like there are so many economic times is there money control is there so many such sites are there zero da has a very good learning platform start with that when you want to learn about crypto i would strongly recommend you download my book and learn because again that's made from that basic point of view after you have read all this and understood then you can take a decision what investing makes sense to you mm-hmm. like for many people gambling on horses is also a good way of making money but for me it won't doesn't work i can't mm-hmm. do that but in india it is legal you are allowed two kinds of legal gambling in india one is horse racing and one is lottery tickets but everyone doesn't have that thinking right they have different ways so after you have read all this and read about crypto then you can take a decision what you want to do makes sense also again talking about the crypto our main assets today so uh, how one can save from all the scam because scams are something happen in every industry so can you mention some trustworthy platforms where one can start investing through it or the online portals or where they can literally start Uh, doing the transaction investing whatever it is sure so uh, for the stock market point of view i would strongly recommend zerotha that's a very popular platform and it's been there for a very long time and they've got very very good tools and uh, resources also available so i would strongly recommend that you start with something like that and when it comes to crypto i would first recommend that start studying through a website called as coin market cap which will show you you know all the top cryptos how they are performing after that when you want to open an account so depending on whichever country you are there are various exchanges which are quite famous there now before you choose which exchange you want to use go and look at their twitter accounts and see whether people are happy there or only complaining so when the customers of that are only complaining then you should stay away from that platform if there are good positive comments going on then you know that platform is popular so that's usually a simple way to pick it and when it comes to scams and frauds the logic is the same like even in real life if somebody comes how do you decide whether this person is trustworthy or it is a scam i mean you use your basic human feeling vibes you know different yeah. people give you out you go with your instincts i guess you go with your yeah so similarly when you come across suppose somebody sends you an email saying that you have won the lottery and i will give you 10 crore rupees don't you have to ask yourself did i buy a lottery ticket Obviously. if you have not bought a lottery ticket how can you win the lottery but people believe it and maximum scam is happen like this yeah going to game into my dreams <laughs> i have uh, i am from nigeria i am a prince i will send you million boss now you have to use your head a little bit right how Indeed. is it possible Indeed. yeah so it is nothing very complicated just use your head if somebody says there is a new crypto which will give you double your money in one month obviously you have to be suspicious if it was so easy to double then why are they giving me the option why don't they double their own money 
Think about it. If that crypto is so smart and they have come out with such a brilliant business that they will double in one month, then they should double their own money. Why are they telling me? So just use your normal logic. Be a little, you know, careful. Read around. Who is the team? What have they done in the past? And you will get all your answers. Learn to use Google. Google also gives you most of the answers. Mm-hmm. So it's not very difficult saving yourself from frauds. Most of the frauds are easy to detect, and especially be very careful when you get emails. So like so many times people get an email, your Instagram account is blocked, mm-hmm. and then there will be one link there. Click this, and only then your account will be saved. Now when you click it, and it looks like the original Instagram web page, you enter your username password, and they steal it, and then scams can be carried out. So you have to be a little more cautious and more careful with all this. you know whenever an email comes there are ways to make out whether it is a fake email or a real email in fact that is another topic for you to do in one of your other podcasts you know these kind of basic cyber security tips you should do something on that also so yeah. a lot of times people will get saved now i can feel that vibe <laughs> and for the sake of the prediction if you 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 envision or you think that future of crypto whether in india or the world will be in the five years another five years what do you think that where you see the future of crypto in our country in another 5 years sure. uh so i think the crypto market as a whole which today is about 1 and 1/2 trillion dollars i think it could easily reach 10 to 11 trillion dollars over the next few years because that's the value of the gold market and crypto and gold are usually compared to each other as investment mechanisms so i think from where we are today you can expect the crypto market to grow at least 5x over the next 5 years that's my personal opinion and i see a lot of this growth will come through bitcoin so i do expect bitcoin prices to actually go up quite a bit in the future other than that is very difficult to predict about other cryptos because 5 years is a very long span you know the blockchain market is a very cutting edge kind of a market and many of the top players today may not even exist after few years so it's tough to predict on a case to case basis but on the whole i think crypto market should do pretty well yeah dada ji still going to rule the market दादाजी तो दादाजी है अबाउट क्रिप्टो एंड आई वॉन्ट टू सी दाइंड ऑफ आर्टिकल दैट कम अबाउट क्रिप्टो टू बी मोर इंटेलिजेंट मोस्ट ऑफ द टाइम वॉट वी रीड ऑन लाइन एंड इन द मीडिया इज सो डम is very stupid it's usually written by people who have zero understanding and they are only trying to create news hype so they will take the same stupid logic and keep putting it in different words every second day i want to see that change and i want people to become a little more intelligent and talk in and it should make sense and i really hope that with this new education policy and all coming youngsters will start to learn more about money and finance in school level itself that is something i really hope to see exactly exactly and recently i just came across with this you know concept from the yuval noah harari the useless people useless class where maybe the future prediction would be lots of us would be not relevant to what's going to be in future because we are we are not updated with the skill as the ai technology and even money investment as the cryptocurrency are coming so you said it very right it's really important for us to stay as relevant to stay updated what's going on so yeah yeah in, in fact you know i don't know if you ever seen but as a child if you ever went for a train travel did you see the coolies there on the yeah. railway platform there used to be a lot yeah. of coolies have you not noticed that that number has actually come down 
So it has been quite long, and I have traveled through train, but I guess yes, I didn't <laughs> any clue in my last journey. Because the day the VIP suitcase company put wheels on the suitcase, the coolie business was ready to be finished. Do you get it? Because now people could drag their own luggage. So what is it that actually came and hit the coolie business? The VIP suitcase putting the tires, wheels on the suitcase. And what is it that hit the taxi guys? Things like Uber and Ola which came in. And then suddenly we had lockdown, and suddenly Uber Ola also get hit. So our world is so dynamic. that regularly things are happening which can change everything so everybody today needs to ask himself will i be relevant in 5 years whatever i am doing today will it be even valuable after 5 years and if not actually nobody can predict it anymore i mean if 2 years ago i had asked you should we start a new restaurant what would you have said yes restaurant business is very good but today what do we see happening because of lockdown definitely so who could have predicted this so it's a very crazy world we live in and you can't figure out what is going to happen in one month forget about 5 years exactly all of us need to start thinking very differently yeah it's all about embracing uncertainty and just accept it as it is yeah and keep building your uh, skill set improving it trying to you know constantly get better at things yeah. and especially the youngsters need to think more about entrepreneurship starting something on their own something you know which adds value at the end of the day forget the hype if your business is adding value to somebody you will continue to make money the day you stop adding that value people will find an alternative so these are some of the things that you should take care of understanding we will keep this topic for another day sure <laughs> sure done so thank you so much it was great having conversation with you and if any listener have any problem with the cryptocurrency or the investment i'll sure mr ross will be accessible to you and Thank you Mr. Rohas it was great having you and you beautiful people thank you so much for listening i hope you get some value today and also if you want to download the money playbook by Mr. Rohas you can find it in the description and if you have any other query or questions about the investment and cryptocurrency you can dm me at the instagram page of trending diary i'll make sure that Mr. Rohas will be accessible to you and i'll see you in the next episode soon till then stay tuned and god bless all